When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, nonstop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Oh, mercy. Vikings vent line. Coming in hot here. We're recording this on Friday at 3 p.m., just about, I don't know, 15 minutes Prior, the Deshaun Watson of the Cleveland Browns bomb just dropped from Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport. So Deshaun Watson, the next quarterback to go, and he's going to go to Cleveland after they originally said he was out on going to Cleveland. No, he's going there and getting a fully guaranteed $230 million five-year contract. Even Kirk Cousins has to blush at getting that kind of guaranteed money. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk with our Vikings Ventline fans, Alberto, Dinesh, and Danny here in just a second um, on Deshaun and other Vikings-related topics. But this, of course, is Vikings Ventline, the off-season edition with yours truly. I'm Declan Goff, the executive producer here at Score North with Mackie and Judd and Purple Daily. During the Vikings season, we bring on Vikings fans to talk about the game. And during the off-season, well, it never sleeps. Even though the Vikings only play 17 regular season games a year, we still like to keep this program going 365 days a year, at least once a week. So Vikings Ventline will roll on. And if this is the first time you're discovering us, thank you and hit that subscribe button right here on this YouTube channel. And you'll be seeing on the bottom of your screen for the visual audience. If you want to get in on a future episode of Vikings Ventline, please shoot me an email. It's vikingsventline at gmail.com. Uh, I have a list of about dozens of dozens of Vikings fans and whatnot who love to be on the show, and I siphon through them every week. So shoot me an email. I'll 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 put you in my log, and we'll we'll definitely get you back on Vikings Ventline if you'd like to get on a future episode. It's VikingsVentline at gmail dot com. Of course, we're on Apple, Spotify, the Scorn Earth app, too, is a central hub uh, for everything we do. Vikings Ventline is always powered by Surly Brewing. Uh, try the Surly Furious. It's Judd Zolgat's favorite. The new variety packs are out. Pick them up wherever you find. And of course, TCL TV. You enjoyed more of what you love with TCL. TCL is the world's best television. All right, enough pleasantries. Let's bring on our three guys. We got Alberto. We have Dinesh. We have Danny. We're, we're kind of all well represented here. Uh, Danny's down in Australia. It's actually the future. We're recording this on a Friday here in the States. It's Saturday morning uh, down under for Danny in Canberra. Uh, Dinesh is on New Jersey. And Alberto, are you, are you here in Minnesota? Where are you located? I'm in Lakeville. You're in Lakeville. All right, so two guys from Lakeville. Got one guy on the East Coast, one guy down under in the future in, in Canberra. Vikings Ventline just proves that there's a, a, a fandom of Vikings fans all over the country and over the world. I love uh, meeting new Vikings fans. So this is a cool little space, guys. So thank you very much for, for coming on the show today. I really appreciate it. Uh, no problem. 
All right, boys. Uh, before we get into some Vikings event line topics, uh, I, I teased at the top of the show and I was talking to you guys off mic. Deshaun Watson ends up going to the Cleveland Browns. Um, Alberto, I'll just start with you. And I know I broke so I broke this news to some of you who just joined us too. Um, what's your thoughts on Deshaun Watson end up going to Cleveland and uh, not to Atlanta or New Orleans, wherever at first he originally wanted to go? Well, it's definitely an improvement, and I guess he's the adult quarterback they've been looking for. Uh, <laughs> I think it's going to work out really well for them. I think they're going to be a threat. The AFC is getting stronger and stronger every day. The AFC West now looks like Cleveland's going to be really tough. So it's going to get really tough in the AFC. Amen. Glad uh, the Vikings are in the putrid NFC North. I've actually never thought I'd have to say that out loud, but uh, honestly, I'm so glad that they're not uh, in the AFC with all those quarterbacks. Danny, what do you, what do you think about the Deshaun Watson move to Cleveland? I think uh, Cousins may be the fourth best quarterback in the NFC. Who would have thought that? Um, <laughs> it leaves a doorway opportunity for us. Um, even if the Packers, well, without any number one receivers do win the North, we'll still have a lot of options um, here in the NFC. Yeah, the, the it seems like the window, especially with Devontae Adams too, going um, uh, out to the AFC West to where everyone seems to be wanting to party at right now. The, the North could be the Vikings for the taking. We'll talk about that in, in just a little bit here, too. Uh, Dinesh, what do you think about the Deshaun Watson uh, trade to the Cleveland Browns? Oh, first thoughts was, I, mean, I was shocked. I, I didn't, you know, I, just like you thought, thank God we're in the NFC and, you know, thank God he's going to an AFC team. And secondly, fully guaranteed, you know, guess who started that precedent? So, I mean, this is still, you know, I can't, you know, feels like you can't trust the reports anymore with with the Saints and the Falcons. Everybody's following that, and now he goes to the Browns. Oh, yeah, shocking. Yeah, I, I know the fully guaranteed contract is uh, is honestly pretty remarkable, uh, considering Kirk Cousins kind of set that precedent about four or five years ago. Uh, and now uh, $230 million guaranteed uh, for Deshaun Watson in Cleveland. So he gets a new contract, a new start. There with the Cleveland Browns, I believe three first round picks. So the Texans will have two picks in this year's draft in the first round alone at three and 13. So uh, another quarterback domino falling, but of course, Kirk Cousins staying put here. Let's transition to the Vikings. Um, Alberto, I'll start with you. Uh, I'm curious just on the first week of NFL free agency. It started on Monday with the tampering period. The official uh, window opened on Wednesday. We're recording this on a Friday afternoon, but so far of the moves that have been made, uh, give me a grade of what you think Quasi Adolfo Mensa has done in his first week as Vikings general manager. Well, they have me totally confused right now because, you know, running it back was the last thing I thought they were going to do. You're hearing rumors of uh, people calling about Cousins, and then all of a sudden we sign him to our, another contract. So then you're thinking, okay, they're going to run it back. Let's shore up that offensive line. And then what do we get, Slotman and, and months? So... I'm I'm just totally confused on what they're doing right now. I mean, not to, they they could sign J.C. Treader, and then that'll be the center, and then they still need a right guard. They have to make things perfect for uh, Cousins because we all know he can't improvise if the line breaks down. So, uh, yeah, I, I give him a D. I'm just totally confused, and I've heard you guys talk about it too. I'm right there with you. I just I don't get it. Yeah, it seems just a little perplexing um, just because it seems like they're running it back and they're making restructures happen. They're kicking more salary can and salary commitments down the road. They're not really bringing in fresh faces. I mean, Harrison Phillips might be a nice defensive tackle, right? But at the same time, is that going to fix your offensive line? And was that really your only big emphasis move you're going to make in the first week? It's, it is a little puzzling. Uh, Danny, what do you think, man? What, what, what grade would you give the Vikings here in the first five days of NFL free agency? 
Uh, I'm going to surprise you guys and give it a B minus um, just because our hands were tied behind our back. Coming into the off season, we had negative 15 million in salary cap. Um, we bought in Jordan Hicks, which I thought was a great move. Um, the Kirk Cousins extension, say what you want, there's realistically nothing we could have done um, if we were to have him on the team and not commit to a full rebuild. Um, I would see us, um, we just uh, restructured uh, Adam Thielen, so I would like to see us push for a center such as JC. But at the moment, because what we were limited, um, we haven't signed any cornerbacks as well. So interior offensive linemen and cornerbacks is our most needed positions at the moment. Um, so I like to see us chase some free agents, even though there might not be, there might be third or fourth tier free agents. Um, but just just based on what we were given, what we're dealt with from this Zimmer regime, the Zimmer Spielman regime, I would give us a B minus. You bring up a good point, Danny. That it it just their hands were tied. They had a lot of money committed to veteran players. You could only do so much. Um, I guess the only thing that, and I, I like the point you bring it up, Jordan Hicks. Yeah, he could be a nice little linebacker there too. It just seems like if you were going to make changes, you 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 could have been able to do that. Instead, they're just going down the restructure route. Because if they can't figure out the signing bonus dilemma to Neil Hunter, and now they're trying to trade him, and if it seems like if you're trying to compete to win, you would want to figure that out with Daniil immediately, and just fi- and 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 roll with Daniil Hunter as your best piece on defense as well. But the B minus, I mean, I can be talked into it too. I, I I I, you know, yeah, Brandon Phillips, who's a nice defensive tackle, and if they can show up that that run defense, he'll be worth it alone. And I'm I'm curious to see what happens there, uh, Dinesh. What do you think, man? What's your what's your off season grade for the Vikings in the first week of the season? My grade is a solid C, and it's a C only because you know, like you guys said, the the direction or the uh, the financial constraints was already set for them. Their their hands were tied, and it's a C because of the direction that we chose to go in. Um, I mean, this was our one chance for a rebuild of sorts. You know, get some assets for Kirk while we had the opportunity. Get a transition quarterback like a Fitzpatrick or a Gardner Minshew or somebody like that, Marcus Mariota, and then you know kind of have a rebuild there, rebuild you know. And so with those reasons, I didn't expect big splashes in the free agency. So I I, I didn't expect a lot of big moves being made up to now. I'm you know I'm perfectly happy with, with where we are right now. The C is only because of the you know the direction that we could have gone in and we chose not to go. Mm-hmm. So we have a D, we have a B minus, and we have a C. Um, I, I can be talked in any of those grades. I mean, obviously it's not an A. I wouldn't call it a complete failure either. I wouldn't say it's an F grade by any means, but it definitely at best feels a little bit above expectations, right? I mean, that's what a, a B minus is, a, is almost above average work, but it's mostly still flirting with above av- uh, with, with a C and a C plus. So I, I feel like we're still kind of trying to figure out what the direction happens. And Daniil Hunter's future lingers a lot with that. Uh, and also just with these quarterback dominoes falling, um, kind of an impromptu thought here, but it, did the Vikings make a mistake extending Cousins this early? Should they have waited? Uh, I think that's also worth considering. Uh, it, with, now with more QBs are requesting out, and Deshaun Watson now goes to Cleveland, Indianapolis is still looking for a quarterback, you can maybe make a case that they should have kept that negotiation out there a little bit longer. No, they had to get the cap space cleared, but... It is an interesting thought that they they potentially could have um, obviously waited a little bit longer to extend Kirk Cousins. Uh, a, a, an evergreen, more objective, long long term topic here. I am excited and curious to hear what you guys 
want to see from each Vikings player in 2022? Is there, is there someone that you're eager to watch? It could be a known name like Justin Jefferson, or it could be someone that maybe wants to take that next step up. Uh, Alberto, I'll start with you. What, what player are you looking forward to watching the most in 2022? I'm interested in uh, watching what Christian Derrissaw does this year. He looked pretty impressive last year coming in and I think he's only going to get better and I'm just going to cross my fingers and hope that happens because we've had we've had offensive linemen in the past that come in and look pretty good and then they falter like uh, um, Matt Khalil so I'm looking forward to watching him this year I think he's going to do pretty well I think we're pretty good at the tackle positions we just need a center and another guard so for all the offensive line talk that the Vikings fans have made over the last few years. You, you bring up a good point, Alberto. It seems like the tackles are finally, obviously knock on wood a little bit here at Derrissaw, but finally solidified. Brian O'Neill's turned into one of the nice household names at right tackle. If Christian Derrissaw, who finally got in at the second half of the season and started all those games and looked promising and certainly has a brighter future ahead of him, you have your two tackles locked in and left tackle is one of the most important positions in all of football, then bingo. Um, you have that Rubik's Cube solved. I think Christian Derrissaw's development and staying on the field in year two is a big one. Danny, what about you, man? What what player are you looking forward to watching next season? Um, it's kind of ironic because we're going from a defensive coach to offensive coach, but I'm more excited about defense. And what are some of our young guys on the defense um, out of the conservative Zimmer system? So I've got two. Um, number one is Cameron Bynum. Um, I would love to see him operate at strong safety and that Harrison backwards at free safety. Is very athletic. He's shown a lot of promises um, in those several games he played, um, replacing Harrison last year. And the second one is Cameron Dantzler. Uh, we don't have any other uh, number one cornerbacks or even number two cornerbacks, starting cornerbacks on our team at the moment. Um, Cameron, Cameron Dantzler has shown a lot of flashes in the, his first two years. I think this third year will be um, where we see some real development, some real maturity from him, especially if he isn't pulled out every three or four downs. Um, so I'll, I'm very excited for our young um, secondary. You know, I, I didn't think the Vikings defense could be worse last season. It seemed like it was. It was It was just as bad as it was in 2020. And Cam Dancer, I'll start with that one first here, that, I mean, he looked very promising as a rookie, uh, made some really nice plays and looked like he was going to be a nice starting cornerback. Then all of a sudden something happens in training camp. I don't know if it was a coaching problem or a disciplinary problem or just a, a fitness problem, but he kind of got buried a little bit there and even, I believe, wasn't active for a game or two. And then as the, sec- as the second half season progressed, it seemed like he found his footing again and he looked more like he did in his rookie season. And to your point, they're, they're going to need him because as of right now, as it stands, they have no cornerbacks. I mean, by default, Cam, Cam Dantzler is, is your best cornerback because there's no one else you have uh, to employ right now as it, as it stands right now. I, I think they'll probably find someone. They could bring back Pack B. They could still draft someone. Uh, but they need cornerback help badly, and it probably starts with Cam Dantzler taking a, a big responsibility in 2022. To the Cam Bynum point, the other Cam on the team, uh, obviously Xavier Woods was a nice safety, but... Harris Smith's getting up there in age, but he's still one of the better safeties uh, in, in the NFL. And when Bynum was able to play in lieu of Xavier Woods, yeah, he showed great promise. I'm excited to see what he does. The Vikings kind of have a nice history of of safeties, and I'm, I'm thinking he also is that next-level guy that could be paired with Harrison Smith and, and have a very promising season as well. Uh, Dinesh, what do you think, man? Which players are you looking forward to watch in 2022? I think the easy answer to that would be Justin Jefferson, especially with all the, you know, uh, previous talk about KOC and his his schemes about how to get uh, Justin Jefferson open. 
how how to you know use him like he would a, a Cooper Cup. But I'm going to go with the white elephant, you know, Kirk Cousins. I want to see if he in fact has that that clutch gene, that clutch gene that we've never seen before. Um, and somehow with game planning and and play calling and scheming players open, the magic that the the uh, the KOC and the um, the offensive uh, coaching staff can, can can draw up for us. I'm hoping that Kirk Cousins can can take that next step. I know a lot of us have already kind of said, no, we've already seen a, a ceiling, but I'm still we still have a little bit of hope retained. Let's see what happens. Kirk Cousins. Yeah, uh, Jefferson's going to be a stud. Uh, there's no doubt about it. I mean, first two seasons of the NFL, he already has almost 200 catches, 3,000 yards. Um, he's a special wide receiver. You can make a case next year. He might be able to solidify himself as the best wide receiver in the NFL if he isn't already. And to your point about Kirk, um, it it feels like the Vikings are just running this back. It was a coaching issue. Can Kevin O'Connell take off those handcuffs, take off those kid gloves and unleash him and then also give Kirk the infrastructure and the freedom to break that label, right? To break the mold of him not being a clutch QB. That's the one thing he hasn't been able to do. He's been a 500 quarterback, and, you know, he he had his moments last year. He deserves credit for some of those game-winning drives for sure. But can Kevin O'Connell unlock him? I, I teeter that he can't because he's 34 years old, but can he get something more out of him, and can Kirk change his perception a little bit? I can be open-minded to him potentially having a different mindset. And, we, and, if, and if, hell, if the Vikings are a playoff team and shock us all at, next year and make a deep run then I'll gladly eat crow, but it does hinder on the quarterback kind of taking um, that next step. I am curious on you, your guys, just expectations. Uh, I, I've, I've asked everyone that's joined Vikings event line here in the last month, just their expectations for 2022. Most of them have been the same. Some have been a little different. Uh, Alberto, I'll start with you. What, what are your expectations for the Vikings in 2022? Um, I'm expecting mediocrity again, uh, eight, and nine, nine and eight, somewhere around there. Uh, you never know what's going to happen. And that was a good point he made about uh, Cousins. They better uh, run a lot of play action to get him out of that pocket quickly because uh, we excel at that. So, um, yeah, I'm thinking mediocre, 8-9, nine, 9-8, nine same as last year. Yeah, that's that's the issue. It, it just it doesn't – if they weren't willing to strip it down and rebuild, and I get it. I mean, having an expectation with your ownership and having the agreement of, hey, we're going to be bad next year, but it's going to be the betterment of the franchise long term. I know the Wilfs like to win, and they like to be competitive. Completely understand that. It's a hard sell to say, hey, we might be bad for a little bit. But it just doesn't feel like the Vikings have enough tools to go from a 7-8 win team to being a double-digit win team. Um, I could be wrong, and, and they're banking on the fact that this coaching staff can unlock that. I think that's far-fetched, but if if they're able to do that, then great, and we'll all be wrong here. But I, it does feel, to your point, Alberto, like a 7-8 to eight win season, which has been basically the average of the Vikings for the last 15 years and during the entire duration of the Kirk Cousins era. Uh, uh, Danny, what do you think, man? What are your expectations for the Vikes in 2022? By committing to Kirk Cousins, you can't expect much. You can only to be expect an average team. That being said, our schedule this year doesn't look as bad as it was last year. Um, and um, I do have confidence in our young coaching staff and an um, offensive mindset. So I can see anywhere from 7 to 10 games. On the low end of 7, um, if uh, our, it's all on coaching. So it's basically see how our coaching staff um, adapts to the situation. But I can see us sneaking in as a wildcard team. Even a sixth seed um, with 10 wins, um, especially with how weak the NFC is at the moment in quarterbacks. 
Yeah, it, it'll be interesting. The schedule comes out next month, and the Vikings will get the AFC East this year and the NFC East. So they'll, they'll see those opponents with a couple other rotators in, in there as well. Um, but I think the expectation of if you can have a fun offense, like at the very least, if the Vikings might not be great, but can this offense finally reach its potential? I mean, for God's sakes, they have weapons all over the place. In the last two years, they've been 11th and 12th, which is, yes, technically above average, but I feel like that's still half empty, um, it, it, it's or half full, I should say. This offense is too good to just be 11th or 12th. They should be, in my opinion, a top-five offense. And if O'Connell indeed is the offensive dude, then hopefully uh, th- th- that can happen. Uh, Dinesh, what do you think, man? What are your expectations for the Purple in 2022? I'm going to agree with your last point just there. I'm going to play the optimist here. So I feel like you know we have a chance to win 10 games or 11 games just because of the fact that we had a lot of one-possession games go go against us the last year. And, you know, mainly due to poor coaching and poor clock management, things that could easily be rectified, especially with the energy of a first-year staff that's coming in. So I feel I'm a little more optimistic. I think, you know, the Kool-Aid of the three Cs, communication and collaboration and consensus and whatnot, I think the players will, you know, buy into that a little bit more. I think we'll have the energy. So I'm going to play the optimist, optimist here. Uh, and say 11 and 6. Although, this is the one year that I would have accepted a 3 and 14 season with another direction. <laughs> but now that we're here, 11 and 6. Yeah, if they're going to run it back, you, you the expectations you want to be competitive then, then you have to win football games. Um, I, I would love for the Vikings to potentially be 11 and 6. And to your point, they got some bad breaks last year. At the end of the day, that's football. You should be able to win those games. But, but they were very close from potentially being 11 and 12 win team last year. Uh, but they but they didn't get the breaks. They miss a field goal. They get penalties called against them. I think that's life in the NFL. But if if hell if if it's eleven and six and that's probably good enough to win the division, if not be a wild card, I can sign up for it. Um, I just have to be proved correctly into that. I have to be I have to be talked into that a little bit and have to see it over the course of the season if they can indeed uh, uh, be a double digit win team. Uh, guys, I always give everyone a space, too, to kind of give one last thought or any type of last thing you'd like to get off your chest here on Vikings Ventline. Alberto, I'll start with you. Is there anything else uh, you want to see or, or or say about the Vikings here in next season? Yeah, I won't be surprised if Cousins starts off really well. Where I get nervous is the first time he throws a bad interception and he has a deer in a headlight look. How's he going to react to that? So I'm hoping this new coaching staff is going to be able to help him with that because he doesn't have the intangibles to. Uh, get us where I think we need to go. Um, so I'm going to cross my fingers and hope for the best, but uh, I won't be surprised if we're, like I said, we're mediocre. So that's where I'm at with the Vikings. Kirk Kirk totally has that unfortunate ability of when he throws an interception, you're right. It just, it shipwrecks him for whatever reason. You know, I, I'm, you know, people love to compare Stafford and Cousins, which I think is just asinine because Stafford's not afraid to throw a pick. For the for for the betterment or 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 the worse of his team, he will throw a tight window throw and he'll go back out there next series and try that again. When Kirk does it, it just for whatever reason it gets into his head too much. And you think as a quarterback gets older, he's able to snap out of that. He hasn't been able to prove that. I I, I I'm with you there. I know it drives um Judd Zolgat absolutely bananas as well. Uh, Danny, what do you think, man? What are your expectations? Or is there anything else I should say uh, that you'd like to get off your chest here and and want to see from the Vikings next season? Uh, like we've said, we're committed to running it back. So I'd like to see us um, re-sign or extend or um, or not trade uh, Daniel Hunter. So get his contract, figure it out, whether we want to restructure. Oh, it's probably not possible to restructure. Maybe extend him or keep him at that cap. I'd like to see us sign JC, the center, 
Um, and I just like to see us since we already have um, committed to running it back to actually do it properly. So that's my thoughts, and hopefully we we might scave in and have a ten win season next year. Yeah, I I would love for for all that stuff to happen. I, I if if they're competitive and they're great, awesome. But it just these last few years have been such a downer, and it just un, unless they're able to really change their entire philosophy, and that just makes them a double digit win team. Great, I'd love to see that. And keep Daniil Hunter here too long term. I think that'd be great. Obviously, we're recording this on a Friday afternoon, so if you're consuming this and something has happened. Uh, that's that's not our fault, but I I would love Daniel Hunter to uh, to obviously stay here. Dinesh, what do you think, man? What what's one last thing you'd like to get off your chest here about the Vikings for next season? I have a little rant I want to go through, Declan. So okay, you know, it's a series of disturbing events. Okay, that we don't have a lot, lot of information on, and this is against the ownership. And you know, people have complained have have had a lot of complaints. Fans have had a lot of complaints about this regime and the lack of moves in free agency. Things uh, you know, extended cousins, things like that. But the concern I have, I'll start with the disclaimer that the Vikings ownership, the Vikings have all, always been a place where, you know, coaches were, uh, it's a very attractive uh, location for coaches and, uh, you know, GMs and, and players, you know, because of the ownership, because of the non-intrusiveness of the ownership. Now with losing, I feel, I felt like we've lost Ryan Poles to Chicago. We finished second in that, in that race and we haven't hired Jim Harbaugh again. We don't know exactly the exact story there. Um, and then now with Kirk's extension, I, it feels like there's a lot of the ownership's hands that's, that are on these decisions. And that, that series of events is a little concerning to me. And part of the concern is the information that, you know, our fans like myself, we don't have. There's not enough people talking about it, except for you guys. We listen to you guys and we hear about that. And, but, it's, it's, we, you know, it's hard for us to know if it's speculation mm-hmm. or if those are facts or if it's coming from a, a credible reported source, things like that. But we just, you know, the, I don't, I just don't want the this concern, this pattern of events to continue, and uh, hopefully, you know, it I feel, feels like the ownership has misinterpreted the the hands-on thing that you know they, I, they want to be hands-on, but this is not how they they should be hands-on, in my opinion. That's the rant I have. I love it. Yeah, I I, I think with the age of information and just people, everyone not being lied to by the media, but having just more information, more more, more tools at their fingertips, fans are getting smarter. Um, and they don't like BS anymore. And, and honestly, that's something that we love to bring to the table at Purple Daily. We're, we're not going to BS you. We're not going to pump you up with with sunshine and rainbows. Um, and to your point about the ownership, yeah. What 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 do the what do the owners truly want here? Do the Wilfs, who I thought in general like to kind of just give the reins to their general manager, their head coach, and the owners be the owners? That's fine. But it definitely feels like in the first first week too of of Quasi and Kevin O'Connell making their stamp in free agency, it feels like they're on puppet strings from the ownership. Um, which has been a little bit of a disappointment because if you're going to blow out all these guys, Zimmer and Spielman and into their entire staff, then why are we making kind of the same decisions? So, hey, maybe there's a method to this science and we're all going to have egg on our face here in, in a few months when the Viking season and the draft starts and there's still plenty of things that can happen in the offseason. But it, it should be it should be still an entertaining next uh, few months here leading up to the NFL draft and we're, we're excited uh, to bring it to you right here on Purple Daily. We just want to see the Vikings win a Super Bowl before we all die, all three of us, all four of us here on the screen want to see that happen. Uh, for Danny, for Dinesh, for Alberto, boys, thank you so much for joining me on Vikings Ventline. And if uh, anyone wants to come on a future episode, it's scroll at the bottom of the screen there, vikingsventline at gmail.com. Uh, we will be back later on this week, Mackie, Judd, and myself, for any emergency episodes. And, of course, so hit the subscribe button right here on this YouTube channel for daily Minnesota Vikings entertainment. We'll be talking to you guys soon.